Hey everyone, welcome back to the TaylorMade Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that we are proud members of the Applaudable Podcast Network. So please head over to applaudable.net and check out all the other amazing creators on our network. And so, without further gilding the lily and with no more ado, I present to you this week's episode. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the TaylorMade Podcast, brought to you by the Taylors. You made the pun this time, (laughs) not me. This episode, we thought we'd talk about something kind of, I guess it kind of leads on from the episode about uh, success in the pandemic, but we, in talking with a lot of our friends and people that we know, have discovered that there might be a new, much earlier version of the seven-year itch. Quote-unquote sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, the three-year itch. (laughs) Yeah. So we definitely experienced this. Yeah, 100%, for sure. And we've come across a lot of people whose relationships either went through a really rough patch at year three and then they got through it or they broke up in year three in year three so we just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit and just what we went through for our three-year itch Mm. what it sort of was that triggered it and how we overcame it and also just a couple of stories from people that we've spoken to not all in any particular order but just things we've heard people say and then yeah we would really like to hear from people as well if they've experienced this because I just think it's really fascinating and we want to talk about why we think it's a three-year itch now instead instead of of a seven-year itch. Because we can't tell you yet whether we'll have a seven-year itch. It's still two years away, but roughly two years. Two two and a bit. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I kind of wanted to talk through that a little bit and Adam does as well. So yeah, we'll get started. We'll talk a bit about what do you remember about coming up to three years for us? To, To be totally honest, off the top of my head, not a huge amount. Out, mm. weirdly for me mm. I believe we were living in our first unit together yeah. I remember us being very unhappy mm. and I believe a lot of it came from financial pressure yes definitely yeah uh, I remember we were fighting a lot and I remember it was uh, when we've talked about these fights before on the podcast um, and this one in particular where we both sort of looked at each other and asked should we even be together? Mm. And this is after we'd gotten married, yeah, by the way. Yeah, this is after we'd, we'd been married, married for a few months and we were like, what did we even get married months, for? I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of the climax of the three year itch, though. I think you yeah. kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Well, that's what I remember. Okay. Um, I don't really remember how it started earlier. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll talk through what I remember then because yeah. I think it was kind of stemming from a lack of understanding of each other and how we coped with stress. Because mm-hmm. we were very stressed. And I think at the time we were still quite newly, like we were newly married. It was still, we hadn't been together that long. We'd been through a lot of pressure in that part of our relationship to push through and get married. And it was the first time in all the time that we'd been together, we were actually living alone. Yeah. So when we first got together, we had a bit of time alone in my apartment, mm-hmm. but that was only for a few months before my lease was up and we went and lived together with your grand and cousins. Yep. And then from there, I went to England. For so we had, months, we did yeah. long distance. Mm-hmm. When I came back, we were still living with your grand. Yep. Then we went and we lived together in that apartment alone for a few a couple of months. I think it was three months. But like four months. Setting up the apartment, yeah. you know, you know, that honeymooning type nesting sort of period. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't really notice that you're yeah. alone really. And then we had my brother come and stay with us for a while. Yeah. 
And then he left and your dad was staying with us quite regularly, looking for work down here. Mm -hmm. And then he left and my brother was back for a little while, I think. I believe so, yeah. And then my brother left because my mum came to stay with us before the wedding. Yep. And I think... After the wedding, we were alone. Yeah. (laughs) In our house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for a while there, we had our really good friend. She was with us a lot during the day yeah, while we were studying at she uni. Practically lived but with because, us. But <laughs> because coming up to the wedding, I started working full time in retail. Yeah. You were working full time in hospitality. Yeah. And then after the wedding, I went back to working almost full time in retail. Yeah. Uh, but it was more of an, on a casual basis. So sometimes I was working a lot. Sometimes I wasn't working a lot. But I wasn't making a lot of money. Mm. And you weren't in retail anymore. You were at uni, I believe. Yeah. This is before you started working back in retail again. Yeah. So there was a lot of financial stress. Yeah. But also... I think it was our first time we were properly living alone after all of that pressure that yeah. we'd gone through to get married and people were finally living, leaving us alone because we'd done what they wanted yeah. and we didn't have anyone living with us because your dad um, was staying in Harvey Bay and uh, my brother had moved in with his partner and my mum had gone back to England. So we were on our own. I think personally coming up to the three year mark, you're through that lustful stage at the beginning. You're through that honeymoon stage when you kind of get comfortable and put on all that relationship weight, which we did, which we definitely did. (laughs) Still losing some of it. (laughs) And for some people that honeymoon period lasts longer than others. But I think for us, we didn't really notice the end of the honeymoon period because then from that it became all that pressure to get married. Yeah. So we just didn't really have a chance to think about anything. And I think coming up to that three year mark was the first time we were alone. We were stressed. We didn't know how the other person coped with stress. Yeah. And we weren't understanding each other. Mm. We both, we withdrew from each other. Yeah. Um, I remember that now. So I, I remember not being able to vocalize to you what I needed because Mm -hmm. I always felt like I didn't have your full attention because you were either playing video games. And at the time you were playing four, Dungeons and Dragons games a week. Three. And I've never played more than three a week. Well, maybe it was three, but you had to spend time writing a campaign for one of them or something. So it felt like you were playing a lot. Yeah. And then you had uni as well. Yeah. And I had uni and was working. It just didn't feel like any time we tried to talk or anything, it was just... We fought. We fought. Because I felt like I wasn't getting your full attention. Mm -hmm. You didn't understand that that was what I wanted because I couldn't vocalize it properly. You thought you were giving me your full attention. Yeah. So my version of withdrawing is to rearrange furniture, clear out cupboards. um, Buy new stuff. Buy new things. And at the time there was financial stress. So I was using a credit card to buy new things, which Mm -hmm. for you, as we've talked about on the podcast before debt huge stressor for me is debt yes i hate it so any discussion useless debt yeah yeah yeah. and because i am an individualist i didn't want him telling you what to do telling me what to do so i just didn't tell him that i was spending money i didn't tell him about the credit card anytime he asked about money i got really defensive and it became an argument i'm beginning to remember that now yeah 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 I kind of blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know how to vocal... Like, I honestly had no idea how to tell you what I needed from you. Mm. Because to me, I thought it should have been obvious. Because I think multiple times I had said to you, I feel like it goes Dungeons and Dragons, video games, me. I was 
always number three priority. So I felt like talking to you wouldn't do anything because you wouldn't want to give up those things. And I didn't want you to give them up, but you couldn't seem to draw a line between she wants me to give them up and she wants me just to schedule them more so that she has time with me as well. Yeah. And at the time I didn't understand how to do that. Yeah. And I if, had no idea. If you haven't listened to the How to Train Your Gamer episode, I think if you want more about that type of discussion, definitely we listen go, to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. We go in depth into that discussion in the episode and how that kind of because that was an ongoing issue that wasn't yep. just a three-year itch issue we continued to have issues with it but i think for and even sometimes now we still don't get it right and we said that in, in yeah that episode. yeah but listen yeah. to that one if you want more about yeah. that but for, specifically through the three-year itch i think the big thing was not understanding each other and the money thing yeah it was the first time we'd actually had a chance to sit down and be like oh yeah we're in a relationship <laughs> yeah you know because so much had been happening in those yeah. first two and, and there's, there's always been other people around yeah yeah so coming up to that three year mark, we were really unhappy. Yeah, definitely. So now to talk about that climactic argument that you yeah. hinted at before, you'd started working again or you'd gone to uni. I'd started working you, again. Yeah. And so you came home from work and we'd already fought once that day, mm -hmm. I think. And you came home from work and you were like, look, we need to talk. Yeah. And you brushed me off. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember that, do you? I, I remember being defensive, yeah. which you took as a brush off. Okay. And like... It was to the point, like, we were so unhappy. We were to the point where I seriously considered leaving. Mm. I was really unhappy and I did not like that you came home. I didn't look forward to see, seeing you come home. Mm. I didn't want you to touch me. We weren't in a good place. Yeah. So him saying we need to talk was me thinking he was going to start picking on me and it was going to be another argument and I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you came in said we need to talk. <laughs> and you started it with the money thing because that was yeah. the issue for you. Yeah, I did. And at that time, at that point, I think you'd nearly maxed out your credit card. Which was only $1,000. Like, it wasn't a big but credit still, card. But <laughs> still, like, it was, it was $1,000 that we didn't have. Yeah. And I think at that point, I had another debt as well, like a $3,000 debt as well somewhere else no 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 that was after this i don't i don't really it was just purely that. that i was using the credit card that was what you were stressed about yeah and that i was lying about it that's what it was mm. is that you were lying to me about it mm. so yeah that's that's what i came to you with it was about the credit card and the fact that you were lying to me about it mm. i hate being lied to mm. and that for me was definitely a regression to my childhood self yeah definitely because to get out of trouble in a strict household it's proven children lie yeah. And that was an old habit for me. Yeah. I, I don't really... I, honestly, I don't remember that argument in particular very well. I don't remember the particulars of the argument very well. Yeah. I remember the argument and that it was big and that it ended with us being like, should we should we break up? Well, that do, do we walk away from this? That wasn't the end. That was the middle. So what happened was... Yeah. Help, help, me, help me remember this one because... Yeah. So you... I'm having a lot of trouble with this. started talking about the money and asking about the credit card uh -huh. and I was avoiding you. Uh -huh. And you asked why I was unhappy because I was saying... You asked why I wanted to buy so much stuff all the time. That's right. Because I, re I must have recognised that there was something else going on, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. I couldn't recognize what it was. Yeah. So then, then it came to the point where it's like, well, spending it's, it's retail therapy. Like it's literally, yeah. I'm trying to make myself feel happier. I think I came out and I said, well, we can't afford this. Mm. We can't do this. There's a reason that we're so poor mm. and that's the reason. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't the reason because like, was I wasn't spending that money, that much money, but like I had been taking money out of my, cause at the time we didn't have a joint account yet. Yeah. 
I had been taking money. Well, we did have a joint account, but I, we, our pays were going into our separate accounts. Yeah. And I was skimming, skimming money off my pay to put back onto the credit card before I put my pay into the joint account. Yeah. So that then you wouldn't yeah. see that I was putting money onto the credit card. Mm. I, I think I've, I think I figured out somehow that you were hiding it from me. I was just, whenever you asked me about it, I didn't give you a straight answer. Yeah. I never told you exactly how much things cost when I bought them. Yeah. And it was just not healthy. And you would lie to me about how much things cost. Yeah. Um, you would tell me that they cost up to $50 less mm. than what they actually did. Yeah. It wasn't a good time in no, our life, guys. No. <laughs> I'm not coming out of this looking very good. <laughs> well, let's be honest. You were not acting very good in no, that time either. I wasn't. And you were not the only one. The way I dealt with that was I disappeared into gaming, like you've already said. Yeah. I would spend, I would come home and because I kind of, I feel, I feel like I kind of felt that you didn't want me around. Mm. I just disappeared. Well, the thing is I gave off that feeling because I really badly wanted you around, but I felt like as we talk about in the gaming episode, I felt like you would rather the games than me. And mm. I resented that. So then I just pushed you away and made you feel like I made, it, I made you choose the games anyway, because I was like, well, well that's what he really wants to do. Mm. But back to the big argument. Um, After we had that conversation about the money, it came out that I was spending money because I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, okay, well then why are you unhappy? And I was like, because I, I'm a bit blurry on that part, but basically it was, I feel like we're not compatible. Yes. I do remember out. that. And yeah, then that's when you yeah. said, well then what are we even doing? Should we even be married? Should yeah. we break up? Yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah. And you specifically said, do you want to break up? And up to that point, I had been considering breaking up with you. Yeah. But then when you gave me the option, I was like, well, no, I don't want to break up because yeah. I love you. We're married. We haven't been married very long. I don't want to be another one of those statistics where it's like we get into marriage and then... That's it. It's over. Yeah. yeah. And also, not that this is, comes off very well on me now either, but we got married so that my religious family wouldn't ostracize me. Because now we were married, if we got divorced, they'd ostracize me if I ever married anybody else or got with anybody mm. else. It was either I make this work with someone who I love but who, at the moment, I don't understand, or I give up on something that I fought tooth and nail to have. Mm and basically forced someone who wasn't ready to get married into marrying me, even though I know I didn't, but that's what it felt like at Mm. the time. Or I just let go of all of those fights, let go of all of that, and end up back in a worse position than I was when I was with you. So it was like, well, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. And then that's when it was like, okay, cool. We were both choosing to stay together. Yeah, and, and I, I think then it was, well, how do we make this work? Mm. And I think I outright said to you, because I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't understand that. I need your help to help me understand what you need from me explicitly. Yeah. What do you need from me to make this work? Because I have no idea. Mm. And for you, the biggest thing was the money. Yeah. And for me, the hardest part was admitting that I had been lying and relinquishing that control a little bit, letting you see the worst part of myself. Yeah. And I, I believe I outright said to you, I care less about you spending money than I do about you lying to me about it. Mm. If you're going to spend the money, be honest with me so we can talk about it first. Mm. Because that, by that point, I was kind of... My, my motivation behind that, I'm not sure I've ever actually told you that, my motivation behind that was if you talk to me about it, I can probably talk you out of buying it. <laughs> and also, <laughs> if I'm buying because I'm unhappy... We can have that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and I found that that works a lot now. Yeah. Because 
we always talk about if I want to go shopping and things like mm. that. And more, more often than not, I look back on myself then and I'm like, you were such an idiot. Because if I go shopping by myself now, I hardly buy anything mm. because I don't want you to feel like I'm spending money behind your back. But I spend so much more money when you come with me. Yeah. Because you just want to be a part of the process. Yeah. You don't really care what 100%, I'm spending. 100%. You just want to know why I'm buying it. Yeah. Like, and do we need that? Really? I did not know we need that. Why do we need that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair. Let's go. Yeah. Why and, aren't we buying that one? That one's better. Yeah. Like, I will spend more money than I would on my own if Adam comes shopping with me. So it's like, I just look back on, and it just goes to show how little we understood each other. Yeah, definitely. That early definitely. in the argument, like in their life. In, the, in our... In our- uh, relationship, yeah. So yeah, I, I find looking back on you know three year itch self hilarious because yeah. it's like, well, you just had no freaking clue, obviously. Yeah. You know. And it was that make or break. Well, we have to learn right here, right now, mm. how to communicate with each other. Yeah. Otherwise, that's it. We are done. Yeah. And I think I think I I think I vaguely remember saying to you, if you ever lie to me about money again. I will walk away. Uh, that was very much an ultimatum. Yeah. And I... Well, I you, you were very hurt at the time. I was. Yeah. I was I was hurting, and I didn't know how really to deal with that. Mm. So I, I definitely could have done better, mm. 100%, but at the time, I didn't understand how to. Yeah. Whereas now, I feel like I would do better. Yeah. And I don't think you'd give me an ultimatum like that now no, either. Because I, I, you'd be like, okay, well, you've lied in the past because you were unhappy and because you felt like it was the only way to deal with the situation. So why are you lying now? Like, yeah. I feel like What's you would seek understanding on? rather yeah. than give me an ultimatum. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. But we were young. We were new I mean, in the relationship. And like, not only that, I've done so much emotional growth over the last year, even mm. over the last six months, even where if you took my, like my emotional growth now and put it in me, then that argument would never have happened. Mm. I would have come to you. I would have been a lot more calm. I wouldn't have been as hurt because I would have understand that this is not a reflection on me. That was more, I needed to figure out how to help you through what you were going through. So it was very, it was a very interesting time for us, but also- Ultimately, we made it through. Yeah, Um, definitely. That's a bit of a run through of what that looked like for us. But the biggest takeaway theme from that is the three year itch was caused by us finishing the honeymoon period Mm. and coming to the conclusion that we didn't understand each other, but that we did want to stay together. Yeah. So that was the conclusion of our three year itch. And we came to the conclusion also that we had a lot of work to do Mm. to understand each other. Absolutely. Which we have done over the last, what, two years now? Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So running with the theme of the three year itch and talking about other people that we've talked to, we've run across it in pretty much all the people that we know who've had relationships last to the three year mark and longer. Most people who've been in a longer term relationship, if they don't break up in that first year, like in those first few months, then they usually break up at three years Mm -hmm. or they have a really bad rough patch. Yeah. So my brother, for instance, broke up at three years yep. with his partner because they were really happy at the start. And then as they moved in together and kind of it became everyday life, they realized that they don't cope with stress the same way. They don't deal with money the same way. They don't live the same sort of lifestyle. And not only that, they couldn't communicate that with mm, each other. Exactly. And they didn't want the same things out of no, life. Very much so. So that ended. And then you have... Some of our other really good friends, they've been together 
coming close to seven years now. They were, had only been together two years when we met them and they went through a really rough patch Yeah, definitely. at three years. Yeah. Similar thing, they felt like they were roommates and that they were just kind of just helping each other pay the bills. They weren't really having a relationship. So they went on a big trip and tried to rekindle that love and that honeymoon feeling again mm. because it wasn't there. They had just, they'd moved in together. They were going through the motions of life without actually actively having a relationship. And then there was another girl that I met in my travel agent training. She was at the three year mark with her partner when we were at training and her previous partner she'd been with for three years and they'd broken up at three years. And so that's what she thought was really interesting when I told her about, because we've known about the three-year itch for a while, and I told her about our experience at reaching three years. She was like, oh, that's really funny because, you know, my previous partner, we broke up at three years because we just didn't know what we even had in common anymore. And she's like, well, and I'm at that three-year point with my current partner, and she's like, I know I love him. Like, I know he's the one, but she's like, boy, I do not like him at the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, look, fair. You know? I get that, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, we haven't really had this discussion with anyone who wasn't in a normal male-female relationship. I'd love... A heterosexual male-female relationship, yeah. not normal. Yeah. Wrong word to use. Sorry. Thank you for pulling me up. Yep. I was going to say heteronormative and it kind of all mismatched in, in my mixed head. Up. Yeah, I, I thought that was what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we can't talk from any other experiences that we've talked to people about, unfortunately. But I just thought it was a really interesting phenomenon that we've talked to so many people and they've all and had they've that all similar had that experience. sort of similar experience. Yeah, because there are others other than the ones that you've just spoken about. Mm. But yeah, definitely. And, and it's interesting to point out that that friend that is coming up to seven years in their relationship are not experiencing the same problems now at seven no, years. No, it's slightly different problems, but... But they yeah. don't doubt that they're in love. They don't doubt that they want to be together. They're just struggling with deciding where their life is going to go from yeah. here. More along that line of the definition of success yes. for their life as a couple. Definitely. Rather than not wanting to be a couple or not understanding each other. Exactly. So what I think is happening here is because of the new kind of life path that people are taking, mm. I think that the seven-year itch isn't going to be a thing anymore. And that's a big claim. I can't make that on a scientific basis or on a well-researched basis or anything like that. Like, I would be fascinated to study it once I graduate. But I think that the reason the seven-year itch happened was because in the olden days, <laughs> quote-unquote, people got married quite young and had children straight away. And when you have children, not that I have children, but what I've seen from being a nanny and watching yeah. society as a rule, you yeah. have children and they become the focus. Yeah, you sort of forget about your relationship a bit. Yeah, yeah. It, everything revolves around them until I think around the seven year mark, most of the time all your children are in primary school. Yeah. So it's all around that passing ships in the night you're just roommates you know yeah. so you're taking them to soccer you're paying all the bills you're cooking all the meals like just going to your job and coming home and you're sleeping and you're tired and you don't have anything in common anymore and you're not getting anything out of your relationship but because the children are in school you have more hours in the day to actually think about the fact that your relationship isn't working so i actually think that because people aren't having children straight away in relationships anymore very often like there are definitely people oh, for doing, sure but, but it's becoming the norm to not exactly yeah. i think that that's year itch is being sped up to the three year mark because, because people, people are having those realizations a lot earlier kind yeah, of yeah okay, because people, instead of getting married before they move in together and then having kids mm -hmm. straight away they are meeting dating moving in together and then waiting to see what happens there exactly kind of yeah, yeah they're kind of testing the waters a yeah. little bit which i i i think is amazing i yeah. love that idea yeah so yeah i just think it's really interesting that that's getting 
sped up so mm. much. I think it's a fantastic thing. Oh, for sure. Really. Because people are less likely to get stuck in relationships that they are not healthy in. Yeah. In a way. Exactly. Yeah. And I think even the fact that people are having children before they get married a mm. lot of the time, it's giving them kind of that mental freedom in a way to co-parent because they don't have to go, not always generalizing, but they don't have to go through that heavy finalizing process of a divorce to end their relationship. Yeah. Um, it's just a, okay, this isn't working. Let's just part ways. And arrange co-parenting. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to think about, you know, legal ramifications well, for the actual relationship. For their relationship. Yeah. That's like correct. they do yes. with like separating about assets and things like that. If they, you know, have lived together and for child a long support time and, and all that sort support. of stuff. Yeah. But it's not like a, we need to, unchange your name we need to unsign we need to change all these like it's a not easier process but a less legislative process yes i suppose i get that that makes Um, that makes total sense and i think as much as lots of people talk about broken homes being broken quote unquote unquote, homes like not focusing on that nuclear family i think sometimes it can definitely be a lot more healthy absolutely for everyone involved kids included yeah i think it's better in the long run for someone whose parents broke up when I was an adult. I get so much pleasure now from seeing my parents separated Mm -hmm. and happier than when they were together making each other miserable. So I just think that that's really interesting. And I think with co-parenting and single parent homes and blended families all becoming more of the norm, I think that we're more likely to see, you know, some happier children coming from it because they're not having the idea of the nuclear family forced on them yeah they're going to be more accepting of different types of um family and relationships and stuff like that yeah exactly like i have a mate who has um in the last year broken up with his partner who he has three kids with and honestly it's the best thing that could have ever happened for his kids himself and his partner Mm. his kids are going to grow up with a dad that is happy and healthy and Mm. enjoys life rather than one who doesn't sleep, hates himself, Mm. hates life. Yeah. He was an absolute shell of a man Mm. before he left his partner. And it was a very hard decision. And I applaud him for having the strength to do it. His partner is now happier as well. I think they're just better apart and their kids are going to grow up better and healthier because of that decision. And and respect them for the strength that it took. Exactly. Once they, once they're a little older to, and old enough to understand, I think they're going to really understand and accept and respect that decision because I think it was the best thing that they could have ever done for everyone, all five of them involved in that family yeah so bringing it back to that three-year itch with the relationship rather than thinking about the kids i just think that overall even though people might feel possibly like a failure if they have repeated relationships fail at that mark i think it's better than wasting you know 25 to 40 years of your life with someone who you're unhappy with you're unhappy with yeah Yeah. and i think it's becoming more acceptable to be happy as a single person slowly 100 as well and studies do actually show that women who are single rate a lot higher in happiness than women who are in relationships i agree with that especially if you're in a uh, male female relationship men are men are horrible (laughs) (laughs) we're the worst (laughs) 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 um but 
that is slowly changing. Yes. Which is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I've just started a book that our coach put me on and it, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, it's called The Way of the Superior Man and it is not at all what I expected it to be. Yeah. I thought it would be all this chest beating macho stuff and it is a little, but a I think, little bit. But I think that's because it's written for men. Like, yeah, to definitely. Get to to them, get men it's... to read it. Yeah, mm. definitely. It's It definitely speaks about getting in, not getting in touch with your feminine side, but accepting it. And yeah. making yourself a more whole person yeah. rather than just a chest-beating King Kong macho man. Sort of <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. I like it. The way he explained it on our call was it's talking about the differences between masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. Not necessarily about male versus female. It's like literally we all have masculine and feminine energy mm. within us no matter our gender, sex, makeup at all. And it's about finding the balance from what I understood. But yeah. it is written specifically for men. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I think we we can wrap that episode up here. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good explanation of the three itch, but what I'm really fascinated about, because as my personality test revealed, I am very comfortable with data. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love if people could let us know what their experience with the three-year itch was. Yeah. Did you have relationships break up at the three-year mark? Have you, in your current relationship, did you go through a rough patch at the three-year mark? Are you experiencing it now? I'm really, really interested to know if this is a broader phenomenon and if my theory about the seven-year itch is actually correct. Because, unfortunately, until I finish uni, I'm not qualified to actually go and get a study done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping an eye out for one that they're already doing, trust me, but I haven't found it yet. So, meanwhile, you guys can be my guinea pigs. Let me know. <laughs> that's um, amazing. I think that's everything for this week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Uh, next week is Adam's mental health update. Actually. Mine, apparently. Well, yeah, both of ours. Help. Both of us. But it'll be... Keep an, keep an eye out for it. It'll come out Saturday next week. I think it will be a really good episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you really loved it, what you can do to help us out is share it with your friends or on your socials. Everyone loves a really good show recommendation and if you do decide to share us online, we'd love if you could tag us. Thanks so much. Once you become conscious of the laugh track on a sitcom, the show becomes less funny. I'm sorry. <laughs>